Hey there, Tweet Reading Out Loud fans, this is Morg, and I am back reading more of my own tweets out loud for my podcast that you're listening to. Morg reads his own tweets out loud, so let's get right into it on the 23rd of May. Okay, here's my new podcast where I read... You know, actually, I'm not going to finish reading this one out loud because I don't think I need to read out my tweets where I talk about my own tweets being read out loud because you don't want to... You're already listening to the podcast. I think I haven't really thought this through. Let's just move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Okay, so the next one is 23rd of May, 2019, 7.43pm. On dog walk today, we passed a yapping puppy, and our dog was so determined to spin around and give it a telling off that she smashed her hindquarters into the tow bar of a parked car. The puppy continued yapping, our dog is limping, and zero lessons were learned by dogs today. That's a pretty good tweet, that one. (laughs) Our, Our dog was really sore, though, so it's kind of sad. Kind of sad. She's better now, so there's a happy ending to the story, but she certainly didn't learn any lessons because dogs don't learn lessons. And that got three likes. Those three people who really enjoyed dog pain. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. 23rd of May at 8.48 pm. It works either way around. If you're a milkshake duck, you're racist. If you have to duck milkshakes, you're also racist. So a little behind the behind the tweet info there. Um, that's a reference, of course, to the famous tweet about uh, Milkshake Duck, who turned out to be racist, and also about how racists are getting milkshakes thrown at them. And I'm pretty excited that I, I got to um, draw a connection there, which no one else was really doing, so I was way ahead of the crowd and um, doing... S- oh no, so that... So, so five days before I did that, someone did a... So I'm pleased that I got to uh, do my own my own version of the milkshake duck duck milkshakes joke because that's what Twitter is. It's everyone doing their own slightly different versions of the same joke. And this is let's just move on. Um, so the fans of this podcast were really into uh, me reading out some retweets. So I'm going to read out some retweets. Um, where I have something to say, like I retweeted a Guardian Books note that Judith Kerr has passed away, and so I retweeted that, but I added some content of my own to make it my own message, and the content I added was a cry emoji, and that was really, really a genuine cry emoji, because it's really sad, because Judith Kerr is pretty amazing. Um, and then I did another another retweet where I quote retweeted. Um, this was also on the 24th, both these the 24th, and this one said, I read The Hobbit to Dear Daughter recently, and now I have game design thoughts. I've got a whole other Twitter that I don't read out loud that's about game design and related issues, and I um, put a little retweet to some of the stuff that was in there. Um, and then, of course, same day, I added to that tweet storm you heard last week, the tweet storm about the Brazilian... D&D cartoon ad and it goes the Brazilian D&D cartoon ad is perfect but not only that it makes a strong claim on being the best ever revival of an 80s media property it's a big call but I stand by it um Twin Peaks is 90s of course I put on another tweet and then the final tweet in the tweet storm says they even made sure the costumes were right which was you know that was very satisfying for me but if you don't care about the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon then it probably probably won't won't matter to you very much okay 
So, all right, let's let's move on. I've got a whole uh, a whole other big tweet storm coming right now. All my all the fans listening here, I just want to uh, take a moment to express all the appreciation um, that you've you've jumped on board this podcast and you've been sending me all those lovely messages and. Um, it's really, it's really empowering, and I'm just pleased to be representing the whole medium of Twitter in this audio medium. Um, I think Twitter is really underrepresented in the in the world of podcasts, so I'm just standing up for, um, standing up for a pretty, pretty small scale um, sector of the scene. And that's that's gone a bit wrong too. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get back to the tweets. Um, the 25th of May at 2019. Uh, this was a quote retweet from uh, Kiridwin Wrights saying, How much of the sociological aspect is part of GRRM's anti-trope ethos? So this was part of a bit of a conversation about the end of Game of Thrones. And um, I dove into a bit of a spiel, so... Here we go. Um, I said a large part, I think, what the writer is describing as psychological storytelling is something I'd just call traditional protagonist-focused storytelling, which makes up the vast majority of human narrative making, at least in the Western tradition. The focus on psychology is, I think, deceptive. Many of these narratives, especially in Hollywood, do indeed focus on character psychology and concern themselves with growth and change with the rest of the story world serving that transition. But there are very commonplace narratives where the protagonist's psychology is not at issue and not a driver of story. The protagonist doesn't change and the narrative ends up proving them right. Think James Bond or Jessica Fletcher. It's an old school reference there, Morg. In any case, the description of sociological storytelling is about emphasising the world around the characters and its influence on them, instead of beginning with the characters and letting them exert their influence outwards. Obviously, it's a simplification. Every story includes some of both, but when you're making a story, you can observe which way you trend. Do you tend to make the world bend to the protagonist or make the protagonist bend to the world? All of this is a long-winded way of agreeing with you. GRRM's storytelling in this series is very much in the latter category. The remorseless power of institutions and traditions cuts off any heroic rise. It helps to think of it the other way. Avoiding tropes, i.e. our expectations of traditional protag-focused stories, leaves an organisational vacuum in the narrative and institutional power rises to fill it. Elsewhere, Dylan Horrocks just described the events of The Hobbit's final act, which also upends traditional expectations of protagonist-focused narrative as a movement from story to history, which is, I think, a beautiful way of putting it. So here's another question. Do you think Danny's actions in those last episodes were indeed a rejection or a failure of sociological storytelling. The writer certainly thinks so, and I'd be interested to hear your take. Same question using a reversal of Dylan's phrasing. Do the final episodes of Game of Thrones transition the show from history to story? Well, that was a bit of a tweet storm, all right. So, um, just doing a bit of blogging, really, in my, my tweets there. Um, and that conversation has continued, so if you really, really care about people using lots of big words you can find that conversation and uh, go along with it but right now i'm going to leave that and press on with my own tweets that i'm reading out loud 26th of may 9 a.m quite a lot of people have listened to my podcast where i read my tweets out loud two things one why why have you done this two if you haven't listened yet the podcast is on spotify too right so it's on it's on Spotify. Um and I I did a retweet of um this thing about um it's a milkshake. So why are we talking about milkshakes? Whose idea was this? 
let's get into some really good content, okay? Let's, we're going to finish strong. We're getting pretty close. It's the 26th of May at 6.09pm. Get into some really good tweets here, people. You're going to really enjoy these next ones. Okay, so this one goes. It's autobiographical, this one. My nephew is leaping around shouting my name, which is apparently Uncle Mark. I'm into it. And that got seven likes. Seven likes. I think that one can be the tweet of the week. Tweet Let's do do the music. Do, 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 do. That's the tweet of the week. Uncle Muck. So more Uncle Muck tweets coming up. Um, this next one. The 40th anniversary of Alien. Hard to find a more life-changing film for me than this one and its sequel. Pulled this cinema poster out of storage for the occasion. It will inspire me this week. And then I've got a photo of this this great cinema poster from the movie Alien, 40 years old. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. And then the 26th of May, Kiwis who remember the 80s know that Sunday night is scary movie night. Join me and the Sunday Horrors crew in watching George Romero's 70s vampire psychodrama Martin. I'm starting to watch now. And that's hashtag Sunday Horrors NZ. It's a thing that we do on Sundays as we watch scary movies. They're on YouTube. You can join in because they're right there to watch. It's pretty cool. Martin was pretty unsettling. Um, there's a great retweet in here. I'm not going to read it out loud. I didn't add any content. But I just want to draw attention to it. Johnny Ingram retweeted this. He tweeted this link to a great YouTube video that's um, a cover of Ground Control uh, by Paul F. Tompkins and Kristen Schaal and um, Maria Bamford and Puddles the Puddles the Clown. And that's pretty amazing. So that's worth looking up. That's worth looking up for sure. If you're scrolling through these tweets as you listen to me, you should pause me and click on that because that's way better than me way 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 better than me all right we're almost at the end now um almost caught up i know you're really enjoying this quick tour through my tweets but you're really gonna like this one 28th of may 7 17 a.m look i'm not saying these are aliens but my friend ed was suspended from twitter for asking what astronauts dream about so you do the math and that's a true story. It's a true story. It's a link to a New York Times article about some unexplained flying objects. But my friend Ed, he was indeed suspended from Twitter. And he was suspended because he asked NASA what astronauts dream about. I know. I know. There's this, you know, through the looking glass here, people, or should I say, sheeple. 28th of May, 3.30pm. Hey everyone, here's an idea. Putting the clap emoji at the end of all your tweets so it seems like there is an enthusiastic audience applauding everything you say. Clap, 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 clap. Thank you, thank you. Clap, 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 clap. You're too kind. And that got 10 likes. And one, one re... Maybe that one's the tweet of the week. I've already said the tweet of the week. It's Uncle Muck. Uncle Muck is the winner. But that one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. And then the last tweet... 30th of May, 7.16am, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks. Oh bugger, it's the sun, I'm not done sleeping yet. Damn it. And I should confess that I plagiarised some of that tweet from William Shakespeare. But I, I did not want to get up this morning. So those are the tweets of the week. And um, I'm really glad that you've joined me. Um, join our vibrant community of listening to me read my tweets out loud. Um, I'll be back next week reading more tweets out loud. 
I don't know why you're listening to this. I honestly don't know, but I do appreciate it. And I'm sure that the fandom of this podcast is just going to grow and grow in a, in a rolling wave that's just going to take over the audio medium. And then, um, then I, 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 can't, I can't justify any of this at all. I can't justify it. I think that's the end.